welcome to episode 103 of the Business of Making podcast. And in this episode, we discuss pricing, but more specifically, what to do when your handmade products are quite time consuming to make and how that impacts your prices. Let's dive in. Do you want to make it as a maker? This is the Business of Making podcast with your hosts, Michaela Denvers, Deb Engelmeyer, and Jess Van Den. We know from experience that growing a handmade business is bloody hard work. We're here to make it a little bit easier for you by dishing out reality-based, no BS, tried and tested advice on how to make your business work. Tune in every week for an honest conversation on what it really takes to make a creative business a success. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Business of Making podcast. This is Deb. And as always, I'm here with Michaela. Hello. And Jess. Hello, everyone. And these two are already giggling, so I don't know. We'll the see how it goes. My the cats are just, just jumping this, up like, being nuts. Epic jump onto the mm-hmm. and almost fell off. That's hilarious. It's this so is like, this is like the, the Michaela Kitten show. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. They're going to grow up and then we're going to be like, oh, where are the kittens? No, They'll just no. be like lazy cats in the background. <laughs> so, guys, today we are still talking about pricing. So this is our third episode this month about pricing. We just we really wanted to like dive deep. And something that we thought would be interesting to talk about with you today is what if your products are time consuming to make? Because that seemed to be something when you start putting your prices together, that's, uh, that's a pretty common issue figuring out that the labor cost inside of your costing is quite high, or if you make one of a kind product, then definitely that takes also more time, less, you know, you can't reproduce them that easily. So we wanted to address that and what to do when your products same time take time to make. Mm-hmm. Try and say that five times really quickly. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I was like, oh, Jess might be game. No, she's not. <laughs> so where do we want to start with that? Oh, this is a tough one. It is. Um, I think this, a lot of this tends to come from people who is probably a lot of us who make for fun. Like we make because we enjoy it, mm. you know, and then we just like, Oh yeah, let's just sell some. And, but we, ne- we didn't originally plan on selling what we're making. Right. So we have this thing. We love making this thing. You know, we enjoy making this thing. And then somebody says we should sell this thing or we think we should sell this thing. And then we're like, okay, sure. And then we end up vastly underpricing this thing because we love making this thing. Like it's not a, it's not a hardship to make this thing. We're doing it for fun, right? <laughs> However, when we make the shift from I'm making this thing for fun, it's my leisure time to I'm making this thing for a profit. It's my business. We need to fundamentally change our relationship to the thing that we are making. And I think a lot of people don't do that. I think they are still in the hobbyist artist mindset. Now, that being said, there is nothing wrong with being an artist. However, an artist and a crafter do have defined positions in the marketplace, which I feel are quite different. And that Mm. is an element of this issue. Mm. Yeah, I think to the other side of that, so you've given us a scenario where it's a person doing it for a hobby and then they decide to maybe sell it. I think... It could also be someone in this in that same position or also someone who's been doing it for a long time and doesn't understand, and this goes back to our last episode of Perceived Value, doesn't understand that there's a market that will pay a lot of money for the thing that they've done 
for a long time. So I don't know. It's, it's like, easy. It's, it's easy to you to make this thing. Well, not even that. Like I've come across people who are like knitters or quilters and they un- they, they're like, I could never sell this because so much work goes into it. Mm-hmm. So like they just automatically say it's not, I couldn't sell it because it's taken me 12 hours to make and the materials are super expensive for the quilting, da, 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 and they don't understand that then there are people out there that would pay thousands of dollars for it. Mm-hmm. Like they just in their mind is like no one will pay for this. So that's a lot of the mindset stuff I think that needs to is a bit of a hurdle as well. Yeah, because there is a limited audience of people who would pay for that, but mm. there is somebody mm. if you can connect with them and yeah, market you, to them you in the right way. People at that price point as well. Yeah, lawless people. Would, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because mm. essentially instead of selling one hour of your time to 25 people, you're selling 25 hours to one person. You know? yeah. so, and this is, I think this is a real issue and this could be a whole episode of itself. This is a Patreon-exclusive episode. If you would like to gain access to the full episode, head on over to patreon.com forward slash bomb to become a platinum patron. You'll get access to our monthly patron-only episodes, behind-the-scenes videos, as well as a shout-out on the show for you and your business. That's patreon.com forward slash T-B-O-M. Thanks for listening and huge thanks to all our patrons for supporting the show. We couldn't do it without you.